if you want to be in a victim vibe, you can be. Understand that the stream is not about fault. The stream isn't saying this is your fault. The stream is saying it's your manifestation because everything is your manifestation. And if you want to learn how your life really operates, understanding vibrational flow and knowing your vibrational spiral is the key to that. But a lot of people probably don't want to know that. That's just not what their path is. And, and that's completely fine as well. But for those that really want to, to move into joy, clarity, and abundance, my three favorite things, you, you've got to detune the victim vibe. Uh -huh. Because the victim vibration holds you away from that. It holds your, your default vibe down. And you're down in this, this lower vibrational uh, mode of operation that isn't healing. Yeah. The, the releasing the victim vibe is a healing process. So cat wanders once again, and I've been accused recently of not introducing my guests. So I wanted to make sure I properly introduce you. Kat is an author and she is a Taya master. She also is the editor of my first book, The Stream Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. I never miss an opportunity to flash that. And she is the co-author of my newest book that is yet to be published called The Taya Practice that we've spent about three years writing together. But you've written quite a few of your, how many of your own books have you published at this point? Not honestly sure. Somewhere in the low 30s, I think like 31, 32, something like that. I guess after 20 or so books, you just lose count, right? Yeah, well, in different pen names, so it, it gets confusing. Yeah, do you want to talk about what uh, genres you're uh, published in? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, in my fiction realm, I do have two different pen names. One is for the young adult audience and the other is the much more adult audience and they're both fantasy based. Um, and actually I have a bunch of science fiction books coming out based on kind of the stream and their teachings. That's all, it's called the Streamiverse world. And it's a whole bunch of different things that take place in there. It's like the force in Star Wars, but it's the stream and I won't go into all that. But then I have my nonfiction and a lot of self-help. I have a lot of stuff also there coming out based on the stream's teachings. I hadn't realized that the memoir that I wrote years and years ago, Searching for Venus, was completely based on the practice of Taya until someone read it recently and said, so how long have you been working with David and the stream? Because like, obviously, like when you were a teenager, you were working with them because <laughs> all this stuff is in here. I'm like, no, I, I have to go back and reread it. I, but like the little bits and pieces I got from that, like, yeah, there's a lot of the Taya practice in that book. So I'd been, you know, searching and hunting and practicing all this stuff for a long time, I guess. It's just in a different package now. Yeah. Nice. I really like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I met somebody the other day. Uh, maybe I'll see if he'll be on the podcast. Uh, just talking to this guy, getting a reference for a marketing company that I'm hiring. And just the most incredible story, most incredible guy. And we just talk about life. And he's 26 years old, though so half my age, <laughs> less than half my age. And he just gets it. And I love when I meet people that just get it. You know, he said, I could, I could walk around life as a victim if I wanted to. Um, but I just choose not to. I don't, I don't blame other people for any situation that I've manifested in my life. And, and this guy's not even a spiritual teacher not right now, at least <laughs> he's in the music business. And I just thought it was so cool, you know, to meet somebody who just gets it, who just 
understands. And from what I can tell in our interaction, he's living a very joyous and abundant life. Yeah. So he's, he's joined the group now. He's into the tire practice. He thinks it's cool, but I, you know, he, he just gets it. And I just love that. I love meeting people that sort of just understand that. I didn't always understand it. I understood yeah. certain aspects of it from the stream, but my ego got in my way and I operated in, in, in what we would call 3D a lot for a lot of my life. And it wasn't until I really learned how to balance that with everything the stream was offering, everything my soul was calling me toward, that I really learned to be joyful in my life. That I didn't yeah. need certain things. And then, and then I, I learned to release the, the whole victim thing pretty early on. Um, but not you know, the last frontier was my childhood and my mother and all that. And gosh, when I released all that, everything really blew up. And, and that's why I really, really, really teach people to move away from the vibration of victimhood today. Yeah, I agree. But I think it's also fairly common for even people who just get it. I mean, it's not like any of us always got it. Like I look back to my younger years and I was very much in a victim mentality. I had a lot of circumstances that pointed me in that direction to really feeling like a victim. And then it wasn't until my 20s that I started to release all that. And actually that's that book in particular looking back, it is all about, you know, like my lover getting murdered and things like the things that people like serious health problems and things like that. Sure. I felt like a victim when I was younger. And then it wasn't until I realized to rise above that by, by embracing the victim, the whole victim thing, you're just giving your power away. So why would you want to do that? <laughs> you come into your power and you feel more powerful. You feel better. You're happier. You're more fulfilled. Sitting around feeling sorry for yourself doesn't help you feel better. So in a way, it benefits you in almost a selfish way to get rid of the whole victim vibration. Food for thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a very strong vibration of victimhood and blame and fault in society. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to pick that up. And it's, I, I get that it's soothing for someone to, to tell you that it's not your fault, but why not just take fault out of it altogether and, and think of everything as your manifestation because it is yeah. and everything, a co-creation because it is, and then go into how all of your manifestations serve your expansion, even if it's just a learning experience for you. And that's not a real popular way to think of things. No. In, fact, uh, no, in the book, not. you know, we have a developmental editor who we know does not listen to this podcast. Maybe she <laughs> reason, will by the time this well, is out. <laughs> the reason that we hired the developmental editor is because we wanted someone who wasn't into this work to read the book and, and tear it apart. Because we want somebody to be able to pick up the book that has never listen to the stream of David podcast that has never read, you know, anything else that we've done and understand the Taya practice and, and get it. And she, her input was fantastic, but there was a part where she said, this sounds like victim blaming and, and your reaction to her was really funny. I thought. <laughs> Luckily she thought it was funny too, because <laughs> she and I are really good friends. So she knows my personality really well. And she learned early on to just take my words completely literally at face value and not to take anything personally. So I, yeah. And my, what we're talking about is, you know, we have this live document that everybody goes in and, and edits 
and there's questions that are asked of me and there's questions that are asked of Kat. And, you know, she put something in there about this feels like victim blaming and then Kat sort of went off in the comments. It was, it was, it was kind of, I read it. I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. It was only like eight or nine paragraphs <laughs> that I responded with, but in, in a nutshell, um, and we actually got some good questions from that comment in particular, because one of your responses was like, these would be good questions in the book. So like her response, like questions about like, what about Hurricane Katrina, where, you know, all these people obviously weren't like it aren't aren't some things just truly random because it can't just be one person's manifestation if you manifest a hurricane that kills all these people and then the stream's response was well it's a collective manifestation but um everybody manifested the circumstances to get them there and everybody reacted to them differently so like some people are still living in um like all in like unpleasant conditions because of this like it took all their money away some people died some people were hurt some people are using it to become better and some people are using it to be a victim it just depends but there's a collective consciousness there but she went on into um how like what the stream is saying is not only does it sound like victim blaming but something like where the stream said that you can overcome anything like any obstacle that we put in place we can overcome and she said well what if someone dies of cancer they obviously didn't overcome it and my response was well yes they did <laughs> because <they're, laughs> the ultimate they're... overcoming of cancer is is to yes. uh, return to your completed state <laughs> yes because now they're in their completed state where they don't look at any of this the same way anymore and so in a way that's actually one of the best ways to overcome something but you can still overcome things in this life and then she referenced like the little catholic girl who finds out that she brought abuse upon her because she didn't pray hard enough or something like that and so that was where i got into this whole like obviously this is not being explained well enough to have someone think that victim blaming is the same thing as taking responsibility so just sure. because something isn't your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility so like sure you didn't it's not your fault that something happened but you do still have to deal with it. So like you're in this position, but what the stream is saying is we attract these situations from our higher selves in a completely different way. Like it's a vibrational standpoint, our higher selves attracted these things because our higher selves are not scared of the consequences and how this could or the be like- experience, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then, so finally, after she and I got on the phone, because after I put the long response, I called her, I'm like, I need your help figuring this out because I just need to know if you honestly think that someone who feels this way would pick up a book like this. And she brought up a lot of really good points that um, just because she doesn't necessarily believe that way, but she puts herself in the yeah, seat. Yeah, and that's what I, I, I love that, yeah. that, that she's telling us what other people will think. Yeah. And we want to know that. And of course, there, yeah. there's a spectrum of, of people that we're that we're connecting with with a book like this. And somebody that's mired in the victim vibration isn't ready for these teachings. Yeah. yeah. And they probably wouldn't even pick up the book. Right. And if right. they did, they're gonna leave a review like on the other book about right. how this well, is. Well, our mean. one star, you know, we have some one star, not a lot, but we have some one star reviews on the stream. And if you read the one star reviews, it's from people who totally didn't grasp the content in the book because they didn't want to yeah. they weren't ready for it and that's okay the, the, yeah. the thing about the stream that, that has really been transformative in my life is the fact that when they say they don't judge 
that source doesn't judge, that the universe doesn't judge, they literally mean that. There is no judgment. And our soul consciousness, the, the version of source that's in us does not judge. The judgment is ego. Mm-hmm. Ego is, is trained and it's trained by the collective consciousness of humanity. And that training right now is very steeped in, in the victim vibration. Because when you tell someone that they're a victim and that their life is not their responsibility, that it's someone else's, and if it's not going well, it's not their fault, it's someone else's, you've taken their power away from them. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that allow that to happen. And, and assign themselves to that mindset. And it's a path. So the stream is not judging, source is not judging, the universe is not judging that path is a bad path or a wrong path. It is a path. But what we found, those of us that practice Taya, the more we detune the victim vibration, the more we claim ownership of every aspect of our lives, and transmute that negative energy into something positive and constructive, the more abundant we are, the more joyful we are, the clearer we are about our paths here on earth. And the more we can appreciate whatever that's been, and the more we can appreciate the paths of others. Even if the path is being steeped in victimhood, hating everything that we offer and giving us a one-star review, that's fine. It really is fine. Because I think if you read the book reviews, just for example, if you read the reviews for this podcast or the book or anything that we do, you can see a pattern of the people that don't like it and a pattern of of the people that do. Mm -hmm. And from there, discern whether it's for you or not. I think it'll be interesting to see who read the first book that left the negative reviews, who will then read the next one. Because I've noticed like with my books personally, I have one guy named Danny <laughs> and I can say his name because it's all over all of the book reviews <laughs> and, but he leaves two star reviews for all my books never says anything just two stars and all I can think is why do you keep reading my books he's waiting for the one that he stars. thinks is worthy of more he just wants you to do better cat like, that's waiting. a two star so that you'll do better next time he just wants more yeah. he, he knows you're capable of more and he's yeah. he's trying to to elicit that from you yeah well, the day when the day comes that i get a three-star review from that guy yeah i'll reach out to him <laughs> that's funny that's really funny yeah I, I would i would expect the people that that left less than stellar reviews on my book to not really be into reading any more of my stuff and that's okay you would think it's not, it's not for them, but who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll come back for more to say, Hey, you're still blaming the victim. Uh, there's a guy on Instagram that um, put a post out about, you know, the stream and channeling's not real. I think I've talked about him before and he keeps that. popping up on my Instagram. And I realize the reason that he keeps popping up on my Instagram is because he uses the stream of David as a hashtag for his posts. Interesting. So he doesn't like my work, doesn't think it's real, but he uses my, my, our name for, as a hashtag. So what does that say? Yeah. A lot of, I've noticed a lot of people on social media do that. If they don't like something, they call them out a lot and like use a hashtag to make fun of it. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I mean, look what well, happened. I, with I think boys. anybody that, that finds what he does appealing would probably not find what I do appealing. Yeah. And so, and so okay I think it's, that. it's like, I guess he wants to 
call you out. It's just interesting because I, I don't think they realize what, like bringing attention to something actually helps the person, even if you're yeah. saying something negative because you're getting it out there more. Like there's all the, the drama going on in the Twitter world with this author who had gone on a Twitter rant about people leaving her four re star reviews instead of five star. And it turned into this big kerfuffle and now her book's a bestseller <laughs> because she got called out so much by all these people. And so everyone was like, let's check out this book and see what's going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you no. know, the thing is, is that either you're into channeled wisdom or you're not, and, and either you're ready to accept responsibility for everything that's occurring in your life and being at peace with that and at peace with the world, or you're not. And there's exactly. a whole lot of people that aren't. So I don't expect the world to be the stream of David's audience. I, I don't think the world is ready for the stream of David. I think a, 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 you know, a nice handful of people are. Mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful that we're able to, to share something that truly transforms people's lives. And, and we know that, so that's good. But if, if you want to be in a victim vibe, you can be. Understand that the stream is not about fault. The stream isn't saying this is your fault. The stream is saying it's your manifestation because everything is your manifestation. And if you want to learn how your life really operates, understanding vibrational flow and knowing your vibrational spiral is the key to that. But a lot of people probably don't want to know that. That's just not what their path is. And, and that's completely fine as well. But for those that really want to, to move into joy, clarity, and abundance, my three favorite things, you, you've got to detune the victim vibe. Mm -hmm. Because the victim vibration holds you away from that. It holds your, your default vibe down. And you're down in this, this lower vibrational uh, mode of operation that isn't healing. Yeah. The, the releasing the victim vibe is a healing process. It's about finding the silver lining in everything that occurs in your lifetime. And it's, it's funny to me, not funny, but you know, it's, it's interesting to me when you say things like that and people always have the, what about, and then they're going to put, you know, the list out there. What about mass shootings? And what about people with cancer? And what about children who are abused? And what about this? And what about that? Well, either it all is a manifestation or none of it is. Because I hear people that are into, to quote unquote, law of attraction, a term I'm trying to use less and less and less because I really, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of law of attraction teachings out there that, that do the student a disservice mm -hmm. they, they teach this, you know, just get happy and you get everything you want and you have all your Lamborghinis and your houses and life is perfect. And I, it's just, it's not deep enough for me <laughs> and it's not effective enough for me either because I, I talk to a whole lot of people that just can't, you know, the Lamborghini never shows up. I think about it every day and it's not out there. Why isn't it out there in the movie? You know, the kid thinks about a bike and the bike shows up and I've been thinking about my Lamborghini. Should it be less of a car? Maybe a Honda Civic, you know? Well, it's not that. It's understanding vibrational flow and, and trying to hammer things into place in this delicate balance that is vibration. It is manifesting, especially the things that we think we really need. We place a lot of pressure on something. It's We're probably chasing it away rather than attracting it. And you know how you're doing and manifesting on purpose by what's showing up because everything is a manifestation. So that's why law of attraction teachings just don't cut it for me because you've got to understand vibrational flow. You've got to understand the balance of, of attracting versus chasing things away. You've got to understand the universe only answers yes to everything. 
because if you're you're thinking that you really 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 need it then the universe is going to say yes you really 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 need it but if you're thinking that you're manifesting intentionally and anything bad that comes is not your manifestation but anything that good that comes is i hear that a lot well i manifested this wonderful thing and that wonderful thing and this other wonderful thing and i'm looking to manifest this other wonderful thing right now but what about the other manifestations what about the ones well those aren't manifestations those are just bad things that happen to me randomly. Well, if you understand vibrational flow, you really get deep into understanding how everything happens in your life. Everything. The good and the bad, the wanted and the not wanted. And when you really get that, then you get really good at manifesting because you learn how to work with your natural vibrational flow. You learn to work with your vi all day, every day vibration, your default vibration. Your, your life is a reflection of your default vibration always. And don't expect it to be perfect. We're not out here preaching perfection. I'm not perfect. I have things going on in my life that are unwanted that I'm working through with these tools. Certainly. But I see the value in those things. And I like that. You know, that's a big part of the Taya practice is really seeing the value in the unwanted manifestations and appreciating that. And then in our appreciation, solving it. And then manifesting something else that we don't want. And appreciating that. And never making it about anybody else's fault. Every time something... It, go ahead. Just more about vibrational flow than conscious manifesting. Because that's what, like, talking about manifesting is a lot of people purposely manifest things. And in my experience, yeah, that's possible. The law of attraction works. You can manifest something that you're putting your attention on. But what if you just consciously manifested something that really wasn't maybe for your higher good. Like I, I had a very specific idea of the type of mate I wanted to attract very specific manifested him. Exactly. Worst relationship I've ever been. <laughs> it turned out to be a complete crap show. It was just like, well, okay, maybe I should have just let the universe handle it and I would have gotten something much better. And since then I do just let the universe handle it and my relationships are going much better now. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, we talked about that mastery, uh, the mastery session that we did last week that, um, you know, learning the Taya practice is about being very intentional with your thoughts, because when you start detuning transgressors and you start really paying attention to where you are vibrationally, you start a practice of allowing your natural source connection to be realized, which is what Taya is, your stream speeds up. And when your stream speeds up, you start to manifest everything faster, positive and negative. So you need in the beginning to be very intentional with your thoughts because you can just manifest all kinds of things. And I've done that. And right now I'm still in the space where I manifest positive things really fast. And I can manifest negative things just as fast. Me so too. being mindful is, is important until you're really doing this practice on autopilot, until you've been practicing it for a while to where it's just your way of being. And when you get there, and this is how I operate now, just being in that space where I just want the best possible outcome, mm -hmm. I want to get out of the way of the universe and just let the universe do its thing. And if, if something feels like it's coming, if I see, you know, if I, if I have an interaction with someone and I think, oh my gosh, this is the next you know, the, the next person that's going to come into my business and really help us expand this message. I, I, I've had that a couple of times. And then poof, they're gone. They come and then they're just gone. For whatever reason, it just doesn't work out. And just acknowledging that, okay, that's just a sign that we're getting in alignment to allow this person to come in. 
But what I found in business is that the more people you interview and speak to and interact with, the more you learn, especially about whatever their specialty is. And then you can make a more informed decision by having these different interactions. The impatient David, <laughs> my, my egocentric and impatient self, I, you know, I just want to get somebody hired and get it done and get them into place and get going. You know, I'm very type A that way. But the universe takes care of me. The universe sends people into my path that seem like a good thing, and then they disappear on me. And I realize, wow, the universe really is taking care of me, because then something even better always comes along. So it's just about trusting the universal process of creation and understanding that ebb and flow and, and low vibrational manifestations are part of that process. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. The Taya practice has taken my professional life, me, to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. It's never about them being wrong or evil or at fault, you know, on any, any topic. And so to fill in the blanks of the what ifs, the stream gets very deep in the book talking about how the, the things that we manifest, especially early on in life, the things that we manifest as children that we perhaps don't even know exist, that those, you know, the abuse and things of that nature, that is our soul manifesting in the path of things that we don't even fully comprehend maybe in our human mind at that age, but we're manifesting in the path of danger. And children know about danger. People learn about danger. Children learn about danger early on. I mean, children have some very irrational fears sometimes, you know, afraid of the the boogeyman under the bed or, you know, what's behind the shower curtain in the bathroom and all of those things. I kind of recall that those fears as a child, having those weird irrational fears, but I also recall seeing some things that scared me as a child. Mm -hmm. Some of my own manifestations that, you know, I didn't know what I was encountering. And we are taught that, you know, that, that dark energy is evil and it's coming to get you, you know, that sort of message that's out there that instills a lot of fear. The boogeyman, yeah. well, the boogeyman's coming to get you. I read your book. I know. <laughs> <laughs> read it a few times, right? So the, the, the detuning of the victim vibration is really just about accepting ownership. I like ownership better than responsibility because responsibility is about blame and fault and all that stuff. This has nothing to do with that. In fact, once something is manifested, the fault and the blame and the justice and all that stuff, that's just egocentric window dressing. It's, you know, it's there to make us feel better about ourselves. But in reality, once it is, it's our, it's our manifestation. 
And there's nothing that we manifest that we can't expand from. That's why the stream says it's all positive. There's no such thing as a negative manifestation. There are things that we don't want, but ultimately the things that we manifest that we don't want serve a purpose to drive us toward expansion in the solving of them, in the, the making sense of them, in the finding the silver lining of them. And I, I've been working with people in Taya Boot Camp now for three years, and I share the stories all the time. You know, we have people that have experienced the quote unquote unthinkable in life, lots of ways, and have found appreciation for those experiences in the Taya process. And when they do, they transform. They become more joyful. They become more abundant. They, they tear down those abundance blocks that their subconscious builds to hold them away from feeling pain again. And they no longer need to manifest the painful scenario in a different form again. And that's what we usually see in boot camp are people that have had these unwanted things manifest again and again and again in different ways. They listen to these teachings. They come to understand that they are the ones that are creating it. They're fine with taking ownership of it, but they want to know how to detune it and how to transmute it and make it something positive. And that's what we teach. But coming in with the victim vibration, it really is just about claiming ownership, not responsibility necessarily. That it was your manifestation and figure out, even if it takes time, how does it serve you? And if it's something that traumatized you, doing a little bit of that work will help with that. Because any reaction that we have to something is, is a conditioned reaction. So if we've been conditioned to think that it was the worst thing ever and the, that the per people involved were the worst people ever and they were terrible and they were awful and they were evil and it was dark energy and it was thrust upon us, there's not much healing in all that, if any. So this is about healing yourself. This is about simply viewing everything from a higher perspective of non-judgment to detune that victim vibration so that you don't keep repeating these things in your lives. That's how, that's how powerful that process is. Yeah, because just because we take ownership of something doesn't mean we want to keep it around in our lives. Like, and I think there are, I mean, there are exceptions. Some people actually may genuinely want to keep something around. Like, uh, I don't remember who said this, but um, it was someone I knew. It wasn't like a famous quote or anything, but someone saying, well, of course, he's not going to want to get rid of his back pain. What would he complain about? So, <laughs> you know, there's just sometimes there are things that we say we want to change, but are we really in alignment with wanting to change them? And I think once we actually are in alignment with wanting to make that shift, then the whole idea of the victim vibration makes more sense to you. I think it's easier to get in alignment with wanting to detune something like that when you actually actively recognize that you want to and need to make a change in order to achieve this particular desired result. Because again, there's no judgment. You don't have to make that change. You can stay in that vibe all you want. But if you want to, in order to achieve something else, if you want to move into this new area of your life, then yeah, that recognizing that you're going to be more ready to hear it. And I think that's why like in the book, I was initially saying if someone's so caught up in that whole vibe, 
that the victim blaming thing, the whole victimy vibe, they're not going to pick up the book. They're probably not listening to this podcast. Someone who's so caught up in that is, as we've said, so far down the rabbit hole that they don't really want to come out. <laughs> so, yeah. well, and again, leave them alone. the stream doesn't even judge that. If that's, if yeah. that's the path that you're on, be on that path, you know, but understand that when you hold yourself in that vibration and you keep seeing other things show up that cause you to quote unquote, be a victim that finally taking ownership of that as your, your pattern of manifestation will be the thing to stop it. But it's up to you if you want to stop it or not. This is, I, I say over and over again, you know, the stream is not preaching gospel that has to be adhered to by anyone. And we're not in a one size fits all world. So if, if that is your thing and that's what you want to do and how you want to operate your life, have at it. Have you read the book Extreme Ownership? No. It's, you're kind of, it's like you're spouting all sorts of lessons they teach in it. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd read it recently because there's a lot of really good points and it's a very I've never heard of it. It's a right cool now. name for a book though. I think it's a very cool name for a book. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the author's name. It's, I, I don't know why I'm blanking on it, but um, it's it, like there's a military basis behind it and he he is very much about detuning the victim vibe. It's like, you know, sitting around feeling sorry for myself got me nowhere. <laughs> so yeah. I decided to step it up. And there's a lot of really great lessons in the book. And the fact that that book has climbed the charts so far and gotten so popular, I think really shows that our society is moving into a place of being ready for messages like it, because I see it everywhere. All these people taking ownership for things. And it's like, just, it's like, whether they created it or not again, and that's like, and he talks about like, whether or not you created it, you know, it's, it's, you, you got to deal with it. So, <laughs> so yeah. and well, it's, it's about stop, stop expecting the world to be perfect mm -hmm. because we're in a contrasting world. It's not going to be perfect. There's nothing wrong with wanting to fix things and, and, and expand and grow and, you know, evolve, but just don't expect perfection from any practice, any religion, any belief system, but detuning the victim vibe is very transformative. It's not yeah. going to deliver perfection, but it will deliver clarity and true joy and deliver you from re-manifesting scenarios where you are victimized in some way. And it's not just about being victimized by people, being victimized by circumstances, events, illnesses, all of that. You can break the patterns by not feeling like a victim. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Because who wants to feel like a victim? That's not fun. <laughs> no, not at all. And, you know, anytime something goes wrong in my life, I'm, I look at me first, you know, what was I doing there where I manifested that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the uh, identity theft I had last year, you know, that was something that was abrupt and shocking when it happened. And, and I quickly moved to finding appreciation for it to detune it. And that's something that was solved relatively easily in my life because I didn't go down the, the rabbit hole of feeling sorry for myself or being angry at the people that did it. In fact, I was impressed with the people that did it because they did a really good job. <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they orchestrated. They put a lot of effort into it, uh, definitely. And that's what, I, that's what I did. I went right into appreciation of it and it worked. Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing when my car got stolen. We talked about that on this podcast of my car being stolen. And that ended up, it wasn't even like I moved past it quickly. It was like, well, that actually turned out to be better than I expected. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, it actually turned out to be a positive experience. You multiplied one car into two. It was great. Yeah. It was quite magical, really, when I think about it. Yeah. It was. It was. And, and we we are magical. And we see right now a lot of people are posting, uh, people that are in boot camp post the Facebook group a lot, the tire practice group. And every week now we're hearing a new story of someone that's in boot camp that's manifested something they've been looking to manifest for quite some time. And sometimes it's as simple as, uh, you know, somebody said they're manifesting sleep. They're sleeping through the night, eight hours plus. And they've never been able to do that as an adult. I think that that's how she was putting it. And, you know, somebody else manifested getting her work published in the New York Times. Wow. Photographer in boot camp, and she's wanted her uh, work to be published in the New York Times throughout her career. And she stopped hammering. She started allowing. She started doing the practice. And, you know, you get into boot camp, you start detuning this stuff and making these changes, and you see shifts in your life. And we don't let people graduate until they see the evidence show up in their life, which is so cool. So when that happens, I'm always like, oh, good, I can graduate them now. <laughs> So she she had this big manifestation over this past weekend that her work was published in the New York Times. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 all sorts of manifestations uh, and everything is a manifestation, but it, it really is about seeing it show up in your life in a big way so that you know the practice works and then you will continue to use the practice for the rest of your life because you yeah. already know that it works. Yeah. I also think there's something to be said for if you manifest something quote unquote negative rather than the approach that I've seen a lot of people, especially in like the spiritual communities, but I saw this in like Christian Jewish and other religious communities too. <clears throat> so if something again, quote unquote negative happens, and then you look at, like I hear from the spiritual people, where, where was your vibration at? What, what did you do to manifest this? I understand the point there, but then also like in religious communities, well, you didn't pray hard enough or you must've been sinning. That's, that to me is a very similar attitude. And I've had people in the modern spiritual community, which was why I left religion. I've had them say things like that to me. So like, you know, when my car got stolen and it's like, where was your vibration? I'm like, well, who the hell cares where my vibration was? Let's fix it now. Like, <laughs> let's get my vibration up now. Yeah. Like, like well, I can always look at anything negative that ever happens to me. I always trace it back and realize, oh yeah, I definitely had that active in my vibration. But, you know, this isn't about never going down in vibration because mm -hmm. you're not going to do that. You're not going to cure polarity. You're not going to cure vibrational flow. Vibrational flow serves the purpose of expansion of the whole universe. And yeah. certainly the expansion of the earth environment, the expansion of humanity and our expansion is, is, is what we perceive as independent beings within all that. So we're not going to, to stop having unwanted manifestations. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like I, I was just recently thinking, and actually this ended up going in the book because it's, I think it's really applicable to a lot of people road rage and I had recently attracted a road rage incident. And that's not something I attract very often because I'm a, I'm not a road ragey driver, so I don't get a lot of people who are road ragey acting out toward me. But you know how some people, like they get all those quote unquote idiot drivers on the road and they're like, oh yeah, just people don't know how to drive. And every, and like every day they have this crazy story of something that happened to them on the yeah, road. It's where their focus is. Yeah, exactly. I used to, I was and like that, that when I lived in Florida in my twenties, I was like that. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I, I've never really gotten that 
every once in a while though i will get an angry driver i'm like what the heck is this person's problem but this particular one was like really bad he, he tried to run me off the road he threw garbage at my car my daughter was in the car with me and i called you actually afterward because i was even like okay what was going on with me <laughs> that that happened to me because it's so unusual and then when i talked to the stream they, they they pointed out like stop worrying about what you did to attract it just worry about keeping your vibe up now and then in doing that the answer usually comes forth mm -hmm. and that's like almost anything again quote yeah, it's not about going negative. to find clarity it's about allowing clarity right yeah because it's like you don't have to sit and think about it like what did i do to attract this toothache i mean eventually the answers are going to come and sometimes they don't and that's okay too just trust that the best possible outcome is coming everything happened we worked through it we might not even see all those little ripples like the butterfly effect you know we might not even know what it was that caused you know a to b and then b to c all the way to z you have no idea but sometimes we do sometimes it does come to us where you know something that at the time you viewed as really awful and you look back now and you're like oh wow i'm actually really glad it worked out that way so that's you know oh i did something weird there but so that's just it it's you you never know and even if you like even if you figure it out it's usually just kind of like a happy you know, well, revelation the clarity always comes eventually you you eventually see how you manifested something and eventually you see the silver lining in it and mm -hmm. the more you do this practice the more you speed up your stream if you will i think that the clarity comes faster and faster and faster you i i, I get yeah. real clear especially if i get triggered on something I get clarity very quickly. As soon as I go up my spiral and appreciation of whatever I've manifested, I get clear very quickly on how I did it and what uh -huh. it's about, what the transgressor is, and I detune the transgressor, and I never have to deal with that thing again. Well, so, and sometimes it's just a matter of showing you you're a little off track. Like yeah. sometimes that's sometimes that's all it is. And like actually, the stream had told me that was like, well, they. Yeah, that that's what we call, we call that get it done mode. You know, you're not terribly down your spiral, but you're not really up. You're actually operating below neutral where a lot of people yeah. operate all the time. And that's, that's why life is, you know, more challenging than, than delightful because mm -hmm. we're operating below neutral and we're not down in the muck necessarily of, of feeling in, in despair or depression or something like that, but we're also not up the spiral. We're not connected to source. We're not in deep appreciation of everything that we're manifesting. And we're, we're in get it done mode, which is, is below neutral. It's DTS, it's down the spiral. And we're, we're cutting ourselves off from our natural source connection in that space. And when we get ourselves above neutral, where we are source connected, then we have solutions to everything. So, and, and you don't have to, you're right. You don't have to go looking for the solution. The clarity just comes. It's just a way of being. Well, and like you said earlier, you manifest things very quickly now, good and bad. I've noticed that when stuff like that happens now, it jostles me because it's like, oh, I was getting a little off track and didn't see it. And then boom, like, oh, okay, okay, I see it now. Got that. And like the more I've been enmeshed in this practice, the more that stuff rattles me. Because being DTS now is a lot more uncomfortable than it was when I was before I found this practice because that was just so normal. But now, like if something 
that I'm not much enjoying. <laughs> the preference I do not discern. <laughs> what I discern is not my preference. When those things happen, I'm very aware. And then I check myself a lot quicker. So like, as soon as I start to go DTS now, I can check myself. That doesn't necessarily mean I can get myself right back up. Cause there've been a few incidents where like I went down, I'm like, great, now I'm DTS. Well, at least I know not to talk to anyone while I'm down here until I come out of it. But like, I'm a lot more aware of these things going on. Yeah. Well, and, and awareness is, is everything, just knowing where you are vibrationally and then choosing whether you're in a place where you want to do something about it or not. You know, it's never about clawing your way up the spiral. You know, I've got to be up the spiral all the time. No, you're not, you're not going to be, you're going to go down sometimes, but you know, not getting on the thought train, not staying down there in the muck and beating yourself up. You know, that, that Claude technique that I teach, if you haven't seen that, gosh, where is Claude? I have that posted on YouTube. It's everywhere, but you know, just, just learning to mute that voice of limiting beliefs, that inner saboteur, you can mute that and it will go away completely in time. And that's a, a, a magical part of this practice is getting to where you just don't have that voice chiming in anymore. Mine is Gertrude. Yeah. Gertrude. If you get one that makes you feel, if you have one that's active, that is still telling you that you're a victim, take a look at that. Think about is it, where is that holding you? What vibration is that holding you in? If you are not just taking ownership again of everything that's happened in your life and then not really putting a lot of pressure on yourself to figure out how that could be. It's just your manifestation and we have positive and negative by design because of vibrational flow. Agreed. Kat, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank you all for listening to this conversation. Feel free to write comments and emails. If you don't agree, it's fine. But I really, really want anyone who wants to learn this practice to understand that detuning the victim vibration is a huge part of it. Huge, huge, huge part of it. And you may be surprised how deep and how far that victim vibration goes in your life because we are fed that idea from day one and we are fed that a steady diet of that in our society for sure. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stream of David podcast on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. And if you join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, each month we give away a free one hour session with the stream just for your posting, your review of the Stream of David podcast. Your feedback is very valuable to us. Thanks again.